welcome everybody to Bliss Fully Aware, the show in which three opinionated people discuss what's going on in fandom and nerd news in general. I am Bliss, and as always, I'm joined by my three lovely co-hosts, three, my two lovely co-hosts, Kelty and Kendra. Hello. Hello. So you guys, there's been some news afoot. In the video game world. There always is. <laughs> yes, <it's okay. laughs> yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 dropped, and it's been one hell of a clusterfuck. Mm. It sure did fall flat on its face. It's been delayed for, for years and years, and it got pushed from, like, November, and then, like, the day before it was, or a couple days before it was supposed to be released, it got pushed back to December, mm-hmm. and apparently the crunch was just killing this tiny little, well, I guess they're not tiny anymore, they made The Witcher, was killing this developer, and then it released, and and now it's it's garbage. It's, like, this game was first announced in, like, 2012, yep. so the hype yeah. has been building for almost ten years, and... People are big mad about it. Gamers are big mad. Again. Gamers are big mad. Well, and I mean, it seems somewhat righteously this time. Oh. From, I don't have a copy, but from what I've seen on various videos, reviews, the game, especially on last generation consoles like PS4s, Xbox Ones, it's basically not playable. Yeah. You, you have yep. to have... Either a PS5, the fucking Xbox X Series 1S, whatever the fucking new Xbox is called. God, I should look it up because... It's like 12 words. I I supposedly am a gamer. The Xbox Series X, which is like a towering black cube. Almost its own... Oh my god! Yeah. Like almost basically basically a PC tower. Yeah. So yeah, unless you have an Xbox Series X, a PS5, or like a high, a high-end gaming PC, it's not playable. For reference, Cyberpunk 2077 is a video game based off of an RPG game from what the eighties. The eighties, yeah. And it was developed by CD Projekt Red. Yes. Which is a uh, European. Developer, I want to say there's. They're based in Poland and they're famous for the Witcher series, which was based on this Polish fantasy series that they got the rights to. And there's a lot of funny falling outs that they had with the with the original writer of that series oh. because the English language video games obviously became far more popular than the Polish language yeah. books. And like the the games are a hit. Like the games are are hits of the last console generation i again never played a witcher game tried to watch the netflix series hated it didn't like it at all but that's just my taste not saying it's well i'm not saying it's bad anyway but uh i didn't like it but yeah that to me is their only known like other big name release so yeah cyberpunk 2077's been in dev for uh fucking eight years yeah and They kept pushing back the timeline, kept promising more and more and more. Last year, was it? They did the big panel with Keanu Reeves coming out Mm -hmm. and like really just fucked all of us with all this hype. Just 
just really in your face. This game is going to have everything. <laughs> yeah, they had they had the big trailer at E3. They had yeah, they had Keanu Reeves, which you know I guess everybody loves, and he's great. They just yeah, they kept raising those expectations, baby. They mm. just kept raising and re-raising those expectations. What could go wrong? Mm. Well, they also didn't release review copies of the game mm-hmm. until very, very close to the actual release date. Mm. And there were initially very positive reviews of it before the actual game hit the market. Not even very positive, like glowing. Yeah. Game changing. The Citizen Kane of video games. Yeah, kind of. And like, there is a problem, there is definitely a problem in video game reviewing and criticism in general, where adulation is always sort of glowing. Like, games are way, way, way overhyped in both marketing and in uh, media and critique, to the point where, like, a 7 out of 10 rating for your game is a failure. Is <laughs> Like, that's, that's usually as low as they'll go for, Yikes. like, a big AAA release. To be lower than that, you have to be like like a comedy game, like mm. a like a bad on purpose sort of like surgeon simulator <laughs> or Flappy Birds. So yeah, positive, amazing reviews, and then it comes out and it sucks. <laughs> it just it doesn't meet any of its actual promises. The character customization is non-existent. None of the graphics were good. It looked like you were playing it on a fucking PS2. Like, everything was flat. If you don't have the specs, yeah. Yeah. Like, apparently if you have some, like, $5,000 dream PC, yeah, it it looks beautiful. But... I've watched some streamers with the, like, giant, amazing, complete, crazy, expensive setups. And even then, it can't keep up with those graphics, man. Mm -hmm. It'll look like the... PlayStation 2, and then all of a sudden just shoot back up to whatever the (laughs) fancy... (laughs) Particle effects and the light refraction and, yeah. Textures. (laughs) So, yeah, everybody is upsetty spaghetti about it. Mm -hmm. I think the game came out officially, like, on the 10th? The 10th of December, Mm -hmm. if I recall. And... It's all falling apart, and like, yeah, they've basically been, like, edging. They've been edging their consumers for about two years, because two years, or one year ago, was when that big fucking, like, trailer came out. They're like, ah, it's happening, it's finally happening! So yeah, this reveal, this orgasm party that they were promised, is not meeting expectations. And so, like, a lot of people wanted their money back. And so they were contacting CD Projekt Red... Being like, give me my money back. This is not what I was promised, blah, blah, blah. And so CG Project Red tried to, like, deflect responsibility sort of a way, being like, you'll have to contact Sony or Microsoft if you want your if you want your money back. Like, you bought it from the Sony PlayStation Store. You bought it from the Xbox Store. Like, we can't do anything. And so Sony uh, had so many requests for refunds that, like, one of their corporate sites crashed. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, no. And so Sony was fucking mad. So uh, two days ago, they were just like, we're, we're taking it off our store. It's a broken product, and we refuse to sell it. And if you're trying to pass the buck onto us, we simply, 
we're not gonna we're not gonna play by those by those rules because it was a really shitty move on CD Projekt Red's part mm-hmm. to just try and pass the buck on to uh, Sony and Microsoft and the distributors. So yeah, as of now, anyone who's purchased uh, Cyberpunk 2077 through the Sony PlayStation Store is entitled to a refund. Apparently, no matter how long you've played the game for. And it is not available for purchase on the PlayStation Store until further notice. To me, I've never heard of that happening before. Yeah, me either. That's ridiculous. Like, No Man's Sky didn't get taken off. Uh-uh. Any stores, Fallout 76 didn't <laughs> because... Well, Bethesda, like, had its own special, like... Store. Yeah, you had to buy it straight from Bethesda and you couldn't play it on Steam or anything because they wanted to own the platform that you could play it on. But anyway, yeah, I've never heard of a of a triple A title quite so infamous getting getting <laughs> yanked from shelves like yeah. that. Like it's got fucking lead in the paint. Yeah, that's nuts. Well, and according to the New York Post, uh, some initial investors and rumor has it Sony as well are gearing up for some serious litigation yes against cd project red because it just they were lied to yep mm-hmm. i mean fucking good on them shit yeah it would appear like last i heard i'd actually i'll have to look this up i heard there was a uh, litigation going out against bethesda for fallout 76 let's see oh okay <laughs> so the lawsuit against bethesda plus uh have you heard the canvas bag issue with Fallout 76. <laughs> Please explain. Okay, so uh, Fallout 76 was going to be like... Well, I mean, I guess it technically is. It still exists. Um, was going to be Bethesda and Fallout's sort of like their MMO, their online version of Fallout. Their wildly successful role-playing title. And they were like... We gotta put this on the internet and have like a multiplayer online version. And so the long and the short of it is that it wasn't very good. It too had massive bugs and broke constantly. And sometimes people would log in and they would just randomly be logged into other people's accounts. Oh yeah. And stuff oh. like that. <laughs> like it was pretty bad. So yeah, it came out in 2018. So for like $200 or something like that, you could pre-order something like a special limited edition version of the game called the Power Armor Edition because in Fallout you can acquire these like Iron Man suits Mm-hmm. That, like protect you from radiation, which is an environmental hazard, and it makes you super strong and good at fighting. And so you could get this like two hundred dollars worth of loot plus the game sort of thing. And one of the things that came with this edition was this like Vault Tech, which is a it's a fake company in the game. But you got this like nice canvas duffel bag. Basically, was the idea that had some like mm-hmm. branding from the game on it. So people. People get their power armor editions of Fallout 76. They open it up. It turns out their cool, like, distressed desert canvas bags are made of, like, shiny, cheap nylon. Mm-hmm. Just, like, fully, <laughs> no! like, it's... Like a shopping bag, almost. Yeah, like, they're all crinkly, and, like, they're creased, and it's awful. And so... <laughs> Everyone on Reddit loses their minds because, well, I mean, that's illegal. Yeah. It is different than advertised. So uh, a Reddit user emailed Bethesda customer service about 
being sent something that was, you know, not as advertised. They get this email in response. We are sorry that you aren't happy with the bag. The bag shown in the media was a prototype and was too expensive to make. We aren't planning on doing anything about it. That's the entire email. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. So that wasn't great. So Bethesda then said that this was like they were a rogue employee, something, something, you know, whatever, which I can imagine. (laughs) Like someone uh, working at Bethesda customer service. In the out. in the days after uh, uh, Fallout 76's launch is not having it anymore. No. So this is what they did. They then say that we understand that you're all disappointed with the Power Armor Edition. Like you can contact us and stuff. What they wanted to give you instead was they had this in-game currency. So like you could buy cosmetic changes and cool weapons for your character and whatnot in the economy of the game. Mm-hmm. So what they were going to do instead of giving you this fancy canvas duffel bag was they were going to give you the smallest amount of currency possible in the video game. Not refund you actual money, but they were going to give you 500 atoms, which are what the the currency is called, like 500 atoms which basically you can buy nothing with mm-hmm. like in the game. And it's currency that you still have to spend on the game. This is not money they're giving back to you. No. And then, and so I think finally they did cave because they were being threatened with lawsuits. But uh, from what I can tell, no, no other litigation went forward with that. <laughs> yeah, the internet historian has a really funny video. Not just on, on the canvas bag debacle, but on the whole failed launching of Fallout 76. It's very good. Shout out to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm interested to see what happens, though, with the uh, Cyberpunks 2077. So far, Keanu Reeves' team will not comment. Yeah, I well, bet not. I mean, that's fair. Like, he's not involved with the production in any way. Exactly. They're he's just, just there no. giving his likeness and yeah. a couple of voice lines. Well, and I think that's why people want to comment from him. Just something to say to the people, like, Keanu, be on our side. Comment and say, screw this company that probably paid you a bunch of money and you have some sort of contract with. I mean, yeah, he's probably under contract not to say anything. Yeah, he probably can't. (laughs) I actually kind of hope that the game, I don't know, that maybe they fix it. The sad part is I was really excited for this game. I really, really was. And then I find out a couple days before it releases that there are big, like, epilepsy warnings. You can't mm. play this game. And I'm like, well, fuck me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was even kind of excited, and I don't even play video games. But I was just excited, you know, for you guys who do play video games. I was like, oh, this looks like it's <laughs> going to be fun for y'all. Like, get pumped. This is going to be <laughs> fun. And then it was like, no. And I mean, like, some... There is a kind of gamer that attaches a lot of their ego to the games that they they play. Mm. And if the games they play aren't good, then then they can't be good. Yeah. You know? So I've seen a few of those people like in just total denial, trying mm-hmm. to be like, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> like it's, it was always gonna be rough. It was always gonna be hard, like at the beginning. And several people have been like, uh guys, the Witcher was buggy and bad too when it first came out, and now look at it. And I'm like, yeah, in a, in a game that came out in 2002. Yeah. 
on, on the PS2, like, goddamn, when they were just a tiny podunk, like, startup in fucking Poland, mm-hmm. like, not super well known for its video game developing, <laughs> uh, culture. <laughs> the, uh, the other thing for me is that, like, you know, bad games get released all the time, and it's not usually on this kind of, like, scale. Mm-hmm. Like, the only other time I've seen a, like, a bungling like this is probably No Man's Sky, and Fallout 76, mm-hmm. but it's the, like, the fighting amongst the fans trying to be like, no, it's good secretly, no, it's 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 great, and then no, it's bad, it's awful, like, we've been lied to, we've been, we've been horn-swoggled and hoodwinked, <laughs> like, gamers take everything very personally. Yeah. Speaking of taking things personally, though, the Last of Us 2 winning game of the year, that was an event for a minute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm happy with that. I know a lot of people wanted Hades to win because Hades was this, like, indie darling underdog. And I wouldn't mind if Hades won. Like, I honestly don't care about video game awards. I know what I think the best games of the year were, and I don't need some establishment of critics to validate that for me. Yeah, it's kind of like the Oscars for me, where, like, I'll watch the Oscars, and then I'll be like, eh, Disagree, but then move on with my life. I know that a lot of people didn't want The Last of Us 2 to win. Well, one, because they think the game is bad and they're wrong. And two, a lot of people, like, personally don't like Neil Druckmann for Mm. for some reason. I don't know why. He's head of Naughty Dog, and he was the lead developer on The Last of Us 2, and The Mm. Last of Us 1, for that matter. Again, I don't follow game developer gossip that closely, because it's boring. But yeah, so a lot of people just personally didn't want him to win. Yeah, I don't care though, because The Last of Us 2 was a beautiful story about women who fucking get violently mad. Mm -hmm. And yeah, men get to have those stories all the time. It's our turn. And everybody in it was fucking beautiful. Oh my god, Kelty. (laughs) One of the big, like supposed criticisms of The Last of Us 2 was that it's emotionally manipulative. What does that mean? I, I don't know, that, I mean, that it I makes guess. you feel things? Yeah. There are there are emotions in the story. I honestly don't know what that means. What, what fiction is it's, emotionally manipulative? I don't know. It's just something people say over and over. I mean, yeah, you get sad. The story is sad. Move on. Jesus Christ. Hard to say, man. But I am happy, though, uh, both for The Last of Us 2, good on ya, but for Among Us, because that was such a little nothing game and it really blew up in 2020 in a good way. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. And it deserved a little, you know, pat on the back for that one. <laughs> it did, it's cute. It is cute, and it's amazing to me the reach that streamers have nowadays, because mm-hmm. I'm not really into streaming. Like, I don't have streamers that I watch or anything. I find it super boring, but it's, it's huge now, and it's it's like its own form of new media, mm-hmm. almost. And for this little, like, game that looks like it was built on Flash <laughs> to oh, be, like, yeah. the biggest thing in the industry right now is super cute. And especially just taking an idea that's like, it's like a schoolyard game that yeah. like, I played in grade school. Yeah. Like Mafia or Werewolf. Mm-hmm. And just being like, but what if in space? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, and now they get to uh, 
they're doing updates and there's going to be expansions yeah. and that's fun. Like, that's exciting. It's on the Switch now. Yeah, that's oh, adorable. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Do you know how you're going to afford new games though? I don't know. <laughs> how bless. <laughs> These ads and sponsors. Ooh, ah. And we're back. So you guys, do you watch The Mandalorian? No. Nope. I'm sorry, I don't care about Star Wars. It's nice. My Star Wars take is that I liked The Last Jedi and thought it was great. I thought The Last Jedi was the best. So, whether you agree with me or disagree with me, that tells you everything you need to know about my opinion on Star Wars. I, I was raised in a house that was Star Trek, not Star Wars. You weren't allowed <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> We're a goddamn Star Trek house, damn it! I'll be I don't want to see you at this heretical shit ever again! I will be honest, though. I don't really get the rivalry. I just watched Star Trek and didn't have any interest. Well, in- because people think that Star Wars is sci-fi, like Star Trek, and it's not. No, it's, it's fantasy. Not. Sorry. It's a... It's a space opera, which is fine. Which is good! Yeah. It's good, even. It's it's a fantasy that happens to be set in space, and that doesn't make it better or worse than Star Trek. I know this debate's been going on for 50 years, and I'm not going to convince anyone, but god damn it. <laughs> anyway. So, obviously, things have changed, and now my family's on the Star Wars' is okay ship. <laughs> Well, so my parents started watching The Mandalorian, and I was like, you know what? Okay, fine. Everybody's talking about it. I'm going to watch it. Season one. Go into it. 100% just a spaghetti western set in space. That's cute. With yeah, a cute baby fun. Yoda. Yeah. 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 We got an adorable yeah, puppet. This is not my thing, yeah. but it's cute. He's a cute little puppet. He's like a puppet, which is great because I don't have to depend on CGI and believing computers or whatever. And it was fine. It was, I'm not going to say it was (laughs) well-written, but it was star-studded. Amy Sedaris, uh, fucking Pedro Pascal plays the main character, Mando the Mandalorian. He has an actual name. Everybody just calls him Mando. Oh, I was gonna say, is his actual name Mando? Me too. Because I, I was gonna, I was gonna take back all of my reluctant compliments of Star Wars right there. <laughs> it's like, oh wow, okay. No, he just he won't tell anybody his name, so they all call him Mando for gotcha. Mandalorian. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Okay. And so the general storyline is, he was a kid that was saved by the Mandalorians, which were a religion. A collective of people. They participated in this thing. They can't take their helmet off. And if they saved a kid, they'd call it a foundling. And they'd keep it and raise it to be one of them. And they can't ever take their helmet off where other people can see their face. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Like, Boba Fett was technically not a Mandalorian, but he had Mandalorian armor. Hmm. I know more about Star Wars than I want to. Anyway. And then there was Baby Yoda, which was this little creature that Mando was charged to go and bounty hunt and then he finds out it's a kid and he goes and takes it to Werner Herzog and Werner Herzog's like give me the child that's the scariest thing Werner Herzog could say yeah (laughs) like in the like dispassionate evil Werner Herzog narration voice Mm -hmm. oh my god 
And so then he kills Werner Herzog and he steals the kid and he goes back to his Mandalorian high priestess and she's like, well, you're in charge of keeping this kid safe now and finding the people who raised it, which are the Jedi, are sworn enemies. And then you're like, oh, snap! That's season one. Oh. This kind of sounds like Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah. There was a character introduced in season one. The Mandalorian meets this woman. She's like an ex-rebel. She's super badass. She's played by Gina Carino. Carano. She's a female wrestler. Oh. There's a lot of female wrestlers in the show. Hot. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good. The casting of the show is well done. Except for Gina, who was not problematic until season two during COVID. A lot of people love Cara Dune, though. Cara Dune was this great character. She was a strong female fighter. She was hot. She was good at shooting guns. Everybody was super hype to have more badass female characters in Star Wars, which is, you know, a predominantly male-focused story. Yeah, it's only mm-hmm. got Leia it's, for, like... It's quite a sausage fest, yeah. at least in the early days. So, season two comes around, COVID happens. Mm-hmm. And... Of course, like everybody else, celebrities are on Twitter. And what does Gina do? She tweets a conspiracy, uh, COVID is a hoax, don't wear masks meme. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, a bunch of people got big mad. Uh Uh-oh, John. And so then in response to that, she posts another meme. (laughs) Man, I hate that we now live in the timeline where all... Scandal happens via meme. Yeah. At least back in the day, like, Ozzy had to bite the head off an actual bat in order for there to be a scandal. Right. (laughs) So, she posts this meme, gets a bunch of backlash again. And she proceeds to then... God, she memes it up a bit. But she also then says, you know what? Everybody can go follow me on Parlor." Oh, yeah. I forgot she has a Parlor. Yeah. And Parler, for anybody who isn't aware, is the right-wing version of Twitter, where all the right-wing crybabies live. Yes, because they thought yeah. that Facebook and Twitter were too biased against them, so they created their own social media platform space, oh. literally a safe space for them oh. to have their, you know, their opinions wine. and hot takes. Like, you know, anything from just normal teenage libertarianism to full-blown QAnon murder conspiracies and anything in between. Yeah, it's it certainly is a thing that was made. And it is apparently a thing that Gina now has a, a account on. But of course, she's still on Twitter. Mm. So Disney has its giant fucking jack-off orgy fest where they announce what's going to happen over the next 20 years. And they hint at, you know, oh, there's some Star Wars franchise things coming out that we're not going to name. We're going to name the Boba Fett thing. We're going to name the Ahsoka thing. Uh, We're going to cock tease maybe having a Bo-Katan spinoff. Everybody gets a spinoff. We're Disney and we Uh, have Disney money and we own all of your favorite stories now. So everyone was like, oh, well, she's going to get a spinoff 
well, now this drama happens and she's being a right wing nut and everyone's like, no, we demand an apology. And Gina's like, fuck you. Uh Everybody's still big mad, but the show's still happening. So big mad, but also excited because they like the Mandalorian. And thankfully more badass women are introduced this season. Like, um, and Star Wars fans are going to get mad because I'm not 100% sure that I say her name correctly, but, uh, Ahsoka Tano and Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan's a fun one. Uh, Just more Star Wars ladies. Yay. And then Gina's character comes back and everyone's like, fucking where was our apology again? Gets mad. Season finale happens. And everyone's like super pumping themselves up. The whole crew comes together for one big epic last uh, confrontation. Spoilers. I'm about to explain what happens in the last episode. So if you haven't watched the fucking last episode or been online at all in the past week, uh, sorry. Luke Skywalker shows up and takes the baby. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to fucking drive an ice pick into my ear. Because I'm just, I'm over the nostalgia bait. I'm tired of everything having to be about the same family. Because, like, that's why fucking Last Jedi was so good. Because it was like, oh, look. A nobody could also be a Jedi. Like, look how great this is. And then instead they were like, LOL, no, she's a fucking niece of a clone. She's a secret Palpatine the whole time. And what if, what if Luke Skywalker, like, to me, like, the the thing that most, like, fan babies are mad at is that Luke in The Last Jedi isn't treated like a god, Mm -hmm. like, isn't devoted, Mm -hmm. like, the reverence of an anointed holy figure, and instead he's just kind of a crotchety old man. Which, I don't know, seems pretty fucking spot on to me. Right. Given what we know about Luke's character, and having to, like, murder his dad, and save the world, and then have this huge destiny of the fate of the universe foisted upon him. Like, fuck, I'd become a hermit too. Give the guy a fucking break, man. Yeah, but that's what, like, to me, at least, like, I don't engage with a lot of these people, but that's what the the biggest big mad about The Last Jedi was, was that Luke was not, like, Goku. <laughs> was not, like, a Super <laughs> Saiyan overpowered, like... Anyway. Well, I guess John Favreau took notes because he's super OP in the one shot he's in. Exactly, yeah. And people are happy now that, that Luke has been done right in The Mandalorian or something. It just, it was, it was boring. It was boring. Visually, the shot was he walks in, his little spaceship docks, and he walks in and his lightsaber lights up and there's steam and it's like Darth Vader entering oh, in that yeah. first, Yeah. I get, like, visually, that's very nice. But then he does the whole, like, I kill you by just, like, looking at you and ah, giant swishy stab. Which is definitely something Luke would threaten to do. Just murder a random bystander. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. When is the Mandalorian set, exactly? So it's set after the fall of the Empire. So it's, like, it's after the original series, but before the sequel series. Yes. So, like, like Ben oh, okay. Solo, Kylo Ren is a little baby, and, like, Aww. Luke and Han are still, Luke, Han and Leia are still alive. Well, no, I think, like, Ben isn't even a twinkle in his father's eye, because the child is a youngling that survived Anakin, like, murdering all those children. Oh, oh so, it, what? 
the child is like 40 years old, but he's still a baby. Okay, wait, 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 wait. But, but so Luke has gone from being born around the same time that Anakin massacres the Jedi Temple and is now an old man having killed his father, defeated the Emperor. Yeah, he looks like he's still wearing the same clothes after defeating the Emperor and he like saunters in and grabs this baby. Poor it's supposed to be like baby twink Mark Hamill? Yeah, it's Mark Hamill's voice. They just cast a body double. Oh, oh. oh okay. That's, con- that's very confusing. I don't like that, Walter. Yeah, it's, like I said, I, I didn't like it. It was a choice made, It's though. like seconds after Return of the Jedi ended. Yeah, it has to be for it to make sense in, like, the timeline. Yeah, no, it's, it, it was a choice. I don't know what John Favreau was doing that day, but. He was snorting rails of powdered Disney money <laughs> is what he was doing. <laughs> He's done now Iron Man and The Mandalorian. He knows the way to make a quick buck is to give fan babies what they want, and then the fan babies are happy, and Disney's happy because you made them money, and good for him. Like, I'm not gonna criticize him for doing exactly what the the market demands. Uh, yeah, but I'll criticize him for not. I'll cri- I'll criticize the product. Story. I mean, again, I don't I don't really have any interest in Star Wars. It's really just Luke Skywalker for me. And, like, even then, I'm getting tired of the fucking Skywalkers. <laughs> I don't care I just, anymore. I was so into the idea of an original story, and maybe there would be, like, like a Bo-Katan would show up, and it's like, oh, I know you, you're from the cartoon. Like, ah! And it was, it was doing that for the first season. <laughs> but no. Uh. That's not what it uh, served me for season two, which is disappointing. Star Wars has done this a lot. I'm realizing that Star Wars, I don't think, had a cohesive storyline after oh, it the didn't. first, like the first trilogy. Like I mean, the one in the the first trilogy also didn't have a cohesive storyline. Well, People forget. <laughs> yeah, twins did kiss, and uh, apparently she knew the whole time while while kissing him, which mm-hmm. is a bit weird, but that's fine. Tell the aunties. Well, so that's, yeah, separately, the season finale happened and it's bad. I'm sorry, Star Wars fans, it's bad. The whole Gina thing, though, is still going on. Mm, what a surprise. And people now are, like, demanding an apology. And now there's supposedly rumors from inside Disney that they're going to make Gina apologize. Otherwise, they're going to write her out of the next season or not give her her spinoff or something and i have to imagine that there is by now disney has figured out some sort of like you have to apologize when we tell you to apologize clause in all of the contracts of people that work with them Mm -hmm. after uh the whole jim gunn thing or fucking any other time that disney's made people apologize (laughs) god any other time he's called them jim gunn james gunn maybe he's called jim who knows i mean in (laughs) fairness jim you you can we're, we're very close friends, and I call him Jim. <laughs> Jimmy on a good day. <laughs> Jimmy Gunn! <laughs> hey, buddy! <laughs> yeah, so fucking unlike the James Gunn thing, there haven't been a ton of celebrities coming out to back up Gina, except, unfortunately, Pedro Pascal. 
Oh, Pedro, I like you. Pedro, no. No. (laughs) I was really disappointed. Baby. And part of me wonders, like, how much of that is him trying to just, like, get it to go away quickly. Mm -hmm. Because it was just an Instagram post and he was just like, oh, look, Gina, Star Wars. Yay, (laughs) us. (laughs) (laughs) So then all the the right-wingers, right-wing Star Wars people on uh, Twitter formed a... Gina defense squad. Oh, good. Okay. I believe this is what simping is, Kelty. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Am I simping yet? <laughs> Am I whapped now? These, these, these young bucks are now simps because they are white knighting this beautiful actress who definitely doesn't need their help. Nope. She is back on Twitter fully loving, just like touching herself to the idea of people defending her. Mm. Cool. Thanks, mm. sister. Way to stick up for womankind. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And it it's just unfortunate, but as of time of recording, no apology from Gina has been made and everybody is still shitting themselves over Luke Skywalker. So that's where Star Wars is at right now. That and Boba Fett's getting a spinoff series, and everybody's really happy about that. I did see that. Happy for you, you fans who've been wanting a Boba Fett thing for 40 years now. Boba Fett's the one with the green helmet, right? Yes. Okay. He's got armor, like Pedro Pascal's armor. Right. So I do know who Boba Fett is. I was just making sure. And he's this crazy, like, it's weird, because in the original movies, he doesn't do a whole lot, but, like... He has this insane fandom around him. No, I do know that. Just, like, from back in the Dizzy, like, I think purely just because his character design is so cool. I think so. Because there's nothing else to him, at least in the originals. Like, he dies in the Sarlacc pit, and he says, like, yes, sir, to Darth Vader a couple times. But he's just got a really cool character design and really cool armor. He's kind of like the silent, mysterious executioner that Darth Vader employs. Yeah. And, yeah, and then they, like, ruined him in the prequels. And But, like, we're in this space now where people like the prequels again. The prequels, he like, was a baby. Again. Like, oh yeah, there's... Did there's, we ever like them? Well, well, no, but, like, people like them now, but it used to be ironic, but now it's not ironic. Oh, okay. Yeah, and hmm. he, Boba Fett and his father are in the prequels... He, he didn't die in the Sarlacc pit now. Oh, okay. We've retconned that so that he can be in the Mandalorian. Oh, okay. That's cool. fine. He survived, but now he's, like, heavily scarred. Oh, that's kind of We hot. never saw his face anyway, so how would we know? Eh, I mean, technically you see his face when he's a baby. Well, yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. He was born with these scars, and now he has a bunch of scars. True, but I don't know what he looks like as an adult. Show us the scars. <laughs> Release the scars. So, look, I have a kink, okay? I'm pretty simple. I'll give a fuck about the Mandalorian <laughs> if you show me Boba Fett's scars. Well, you can see his scars in the Mandalorian. He is a large... I want to say he's a Kiwi actor, because it definitely sounds like he has a Kiwi accent. Now I gotta look it up. Yeah, he's from New Zealand. And I'm sorry, sir, I do not know how to pronounce your name. His last name is Morrison. Mr. Morrison. <laughs> uh... Yeah, no. So, as of right now, no apology from Gina. Uh, no news of a Cara Dune 
spinoff. Everybody else gets a spinoff, not her yet. And uh, everybody's just absolutely pissing themselves over Luke Skywalker, and I could not give a shit. I I cannot will myself to care about Luke Skywalker anymore. I wanted anyone else. (laughs) And I say this as, like, a major Luke fangirl, for as major as I can be as a casual fan of Star Wars. Like, he doesn't have to be everywhere, y'all. We can watch a whole movie without him being there. I promise. The show did not need Luke Skywalker. No. Literally any other Jedi could have shown up. There were other Jedis that survived. Fucking... Have it be (laughs) Obi-Wan. Yeah. Obi-Wan could have showed up. Ahsoka Tano was in there for a minute. (laughs) Yeah, Obi-Wan. That would have been really cute. Nope. He's got to sit on his sand planet and wait for Luke Skywalker to... Wait for his spinoff to premiere. God. Oh, wait. This is post that. He's dead. (laughs) Oh. How can he be dead? Well, he dies in the first movie. Obi-Wan would be dead by season two of The Mandalorian. Okay, then this is not making any sense. The the timeline you're talking about makes no sense at all. Okay, first original three movies. Yes. Happen. All three happen. Mm -hmm. Then The Mandalorian happens. Okay, and then the sequel trilogy. And then the sequel trilogy. So the child is like a 40-plus-year-old baby, uh, because apparently Yoda's species ages weird. Yeah, well, Yoda's like 900 in the series. And he was a youngling that survived the prequels. I'm understanding now, I guess. Okay. Because I I keep thinking that this takes place after the prequels, but that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it does take place after the prequels, but... Well, yeah, but directly. Way after the prequels. Okay, I'm getting it now. Okay. Y'all wouldn't have to worry about this if you stopped making it about this one single family all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. If you maybe spread it out a little bit, you have all of space, go to a different planet for five goddamn minutes. That's what the Mandalorian was. It so was that. It was It was great because it was new characters, new planets. It was a new story. And then they had to go and fuck themselves. And the only part of season two that I very much enjoyed was the actor who plays Mr. Kim... From Ken's Convenience shows yeah! up for two episodes. I heard about that, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Mr. Mr. Kim. Kim. Watch Kim's Convenience. It's a good Canadian comedy. It was weird hearing him speak, like, without a Korean accent. Yeah. 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 He was doing, like, an American voice, and I was like, oh, hello. Or Canadian. No, he, he was putting on an American accent. Oh. I understand that he might actually speak with a Canadian accent, but... <laughs> But he was doing classic space American. <laughs> classic space American. So, yeah, man. Star Wars. Fucking decide what the Mandalorian's gonna be about. Because if it's just another goddamn Luke Skywalker story, I, I'm tired. I'll go watch Boba Fett instead. Which is what Disney wants. Like, it doesn't give a shit that I don't like it. It doesn't give a shit that Gina's on Twitter being a right-wing nut. It just wants that good, good nostalgia money. Yeah, but like, nostalgia runs out. Apparently it doesn't. Apparently it doesn't. (laughs) I mean, I'm fucking burned out on it. I'm tired of all the shit I liked when I was a kid coming back. All these reboots and shit. Man, I don't care. I don't need this. I can just watch the original if I want. Just make something new. (laughs) Something new for like five minutes. And it could get really popular. You don't know. 
I think that's probably why they don't make new things, though, is they don't know if it'll get popular, whereas it's proven that people crave that sweet, sweet release of nostalgia, and so it's easier to put your eggs in that basket. Well, just especially when you're doing something on the scale of Disney where you have, like, billions of dollars invested, like, you want that money back. And, like, yeah, a lot of these reboots flop, but they don't flop enough to not make Disney money. I just, um, when you have that much money, I don't understand why you don't occasionally throw it at a at a risky thing. Wouldn't because that... why would they do that when they can throw it at a sure thing? Because you have so much money. But they want more, <laughs> Kelty. But I don't they... understand that. I don't understand. They want more because they want their stock price to go up. Oh. And it's just a business at this point. Like, no one at the higher-ups at Disney who makes these decisions is worried about the artistry or, you know, the media filmmaking. Hmm. If anyone ever wants to read a, like, like a 600-page book on Michael Eisner's tenure as CEO of Disney, pick up Disney War by uh, James B. Stewart. It's a phenomenal read. This man is sort of single-handedly in charge of a lot of the the bad decisions Disney made in the the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, yeah, otherwise, that that's sort of all I've got on the recent Star Wars drama. Um, I'll be interested to see what comes of this uh, cyberpunk snafu. Yeah, me too. Because uh, apparently it, like, tanked stock prices and stuff. <laughs> So, that's funny. Yeah, we're getting to the point where video game release dates have too much power. (laughs) (laughs) We might have to, we might have to bail them out or break them up or something. I don't know. But yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting. We shall see. I, I guess I'm very sad for the dev team that had to work on Cyberpunk 2077 because it's just indicative of every other game that's way too much put on one team and then rushed with way too short of a window to make it. Well, yeah, and apparently the crunch was just astronomically bad. Did you hear, though, that apparently one of the developers brought up, like, this video game is about a dystopian future and rising against corporate, like, bullshit, and you're making us crunch for this game, and then they got fired. That doesn't 100% surprise me. But it just sounds like something I would do. You can't call your boss shitty and keep your job most of the time. Most of the time. Sometimes you can. Depends on your boss and how shitty they are. Um, yeah, no. We'll see what happens. I'm interested to see how quickly any of these potential lawsuits are going to happen. Because Sony's mad. Okay. So, did we talk about the thing? I think we talked about the thing. Yay, we talked about the thing. Okay, well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us today on Blissfully Aware. If you'd like to find us online, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Blissfully Show, where you can also find a link to our YouTube channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, though, go ahead and smash that bell and like and subscribe and comment and just tell me, tell me things. Yeah, drive that engagement. Tell us we're wrong. Uh, We don't care. I would be interested to hear takes about how Han Solo doesn't deserve to die. (laughs) (laughs) Until 
until <laughs> next time. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Like, Disney owns everything now, don't they? I mean, they probably own my asshole, and I don't know it. <laughs>